What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Good morning, evening, afternoon, late night snack time, brunch time, afternoon snack time. I'm Evan Camico, and I'm joined by Sammy Bacciacci, and this is the official start of the second episode of the 4th in 20 show. It's great to be here, Evan. I'm so happy we're doing the second episode. I would say the first episode was a success. You Big know, success. We, uh, we went over everything with you guys. We told you about what, what we're about, what we're here for, to make you guys happy. Um, you know, this is, this is going to be the first real episode where we explain, we're going to be going over three really big topics in the NFL and NBA world. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of breaking news coming from Woj, like literally by the minute mm-hmm. about uh, players opting out. And we'll get to that later in the show. But uh, yeah, I'm going to pass it over back to Evan. Yeah, so before we get into everything, we do have a lot of big news is that we recently just acquired a brand new show, a subsidiary of us. We're going to be promoting their stuff. They're called The Milkmen. They're an awesome new podcaster show. However you would kind of describe it now, they are doing milk testing for us. So they just drink milk and they comment on, you know, what, how the milk is. Definitely give them a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't know if they have a Twitter or a Facebook, but definitely follow them on Instagram. Their stuff will be on our website. And speaking of our website, Sam, you want to give us a quick plug for our social media? So, yeah, our social media pages are, uh, you know, the podcast underscore 20. That's our Twitter page. That's podcast underscore 20. And then for our Instagram, it's the fourth and 20. It's fourth and 20 media. It's four TH and 20 media. So that's our Instagram page. We're very active in there, daily posting stories, keeping you updated on everything going on. Latest articles. Yep. And then the website, can't forget about the website, most important thing. It's uh, 4th and 20, is it 4th and 20? 4thand20.net. 4thand20.net. It's .net. All of the links to our Instagram and podcast are down below. So just look us up on your phone your iPad, your iPhone mini, whatever the heck people are using today to go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. You get the point. Okay, so let's get straight into it. Biggest news of the week. We'll get into the NBA and the live updates later because we want to let that sink in a little and see if there's anything else that's going to literally be breaking while we're recording this. Let's talk Cam Newton. He just signed a one-year $7.5 million deal with the New England Patriots. Sammy, what are your initial thoughts on that? So being a being a Miami Dolphins fan, that, that I was am, my next question. Uh, I'm honestly okay with this. I I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan personally. I think he I think he kind of fell off, you know. With and it's not most of it's not his fault. The Panthers, their O line has been terrible for years. They mm-hmm. haven't given him help. You know, they had Jonathan Stewart back there for like a good decade running for them. It it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't a good fit. Now they have McCaffrey and. But that's not enough. You, you need more. You need more for him. And honestly, I'm fine with, I'm fine with Kemp being on the Patriots because I think they still have a very bad roster and they could, they could easily finish third in the AFC East this year. But they can, they can finish third in the AFC East, but they could also win the AFC East. I think that Cam is good enough where if, if, if he's healthy, you know, a lot of the things that we've talked about with Cam in, the, in an article I wrote uh, that came out today on our website – the biggest thing is Cam's health is going to determine how long the Patriots last. Yes, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick can build him a system to win, and I believe that they will because, you know, you're New England Patriots. You've had Tom Brady for the last 20 years. It's time for a change, you know, easily. Either way, I still think with Cam Newton successful or non-successful, they're going to be drafting a quarterback in the draft next year. 
no matter what, whether it's Justin Fields, I don't think it'll be Trevor Lawrence. He's going straight to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mark my words. I hope that's a freezing cold take. I hope the Chicago Bears end up getting the first overall pick and take Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, they, they'll be able to build him a system. You have to remember, they do have Julian Edelman, who's old, but they also have a young speedster out of Arizona State named Nikhil, Henry, Nikhil Harry, who's, you know, going to be the wide receiver cornerstone of the future of that offense. Uh, tight end, they're a little short on. I don't know their tight ends off the top of my head. Running back, I think they still they didn't have even draft it. I think they drafted one tight end, like, late in the draft. I don't even think mm-hmm. they, they really did anything. But it, it's Bill Belichick, so you can't sleep on Belichick. He's going to develop a system that's going to work. He just always does because the Jets are, you, you know, a, no, a non-competitor in the conference. It's safe to say, especially with Jamal Adams probably on his way out in the next couple of months. I'm not a big fan of Adam Gase, so I'm fine with the Jets having Adam Gase. Keep him for as long as you want. <laughs> the, the Dolphins are a good number three team right now. I think they have a lot of future talent and potential. I don't think they're going to be there yet this year, but I really like what Brian Flores is doing. And then you have the Bills in that division. Now, that's the team that you have to look for. They made the playoffs last year. They're definitely a dangerous threat this year. Josh Allen, Josh Allen is an established top 15 quarterback in the league, in my opinion. I would say so, yeah. Easily top top half of the league. But it, that's – it's, it's going to – and they just added Stephon Diggs. That's the biggest piece is that that team desperately needed a number one wide receiver to go with. I believe they have Cole Beasley. Yeah, they have Cole Beasley. And, and John Brown. They, and they John Brown. Brown. So now you add Stephon Diggs to that, and that just makes them dangerous. But New yeah. England does have the defense to be able to cover. So – New England's going to go as far as that offense allows them to go. I, I mean, listen, I think, I think the Bills are definitely winning the division. Like, as much as I want to say, like, oh, the Dolphins are going to go 11 and 5, two is going to yeah. start, and we're, gonna, we're, we're going to fucking Tampa to the Super Bowl. Two is, not, two is not starting until week six. I'm, 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 I'm realistic. But I think Cam to the Patriots, I think it's more about Cam than it is the actual team because this one year deal is pretty much just like a prove it year. It's like, Cam, are you healthy? Mm-hmm. Can you, are you sustainable? Can you throw accurately again? Can you throw the ball down the field like you used to? Because you know what, after a shoulder injury, it like there are guys that haven't been the same after they're throwing arm shoulder injuries. I mean, you look at, I mean, Rogers is still great, but he fell off after that injury a little bit. Yeah. You look at, especially, you know, as as much as people, as much as people don't want to hear it, sorry, I cut you off there, but um, Mitchell Trubisky is one of the biggest examples of a shoulder injury. 2018 first half. He, he was a pro bowler. People kind of question it, but if you look at his stats, he was a pro bowler. He proved it, but he wasn't the same after the injury of his throw, his shoulder. I don't believe it was his throwing shoulder, but uh, no, a, shoulder. a shoulder, a shoulder injury is still very, 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 very impactful. It doesn't matter which shoulder it is because the biggest thing with Trubisky and I'll get off topic for a quick second is that him to be successful, he's running out of the pocket and motioning everything. And that offense was moving. Now, when they put him in the pocket with the shoulder injury, he couldn't produce good of numbers. So that's going to be a lot of the same things with Cam, except it's his throwing shoulder, which definitely hurts him a little more, you know, actually throwing the ball than it did Trubisky. Right. So that's one of the biggest things you have to be careful that New England's only going to go as far. And I will say it now, I'll say it when the season starts, I'll say it, you know, until Cam Newton gets benched for Jared Stidham, the season's only going to go as far as Cam's health can take them. Cause I don't believe Stidham's a proven quarterback yet to win in the league especially right. in a division that's only getting better. I think just because he's already been in the system for a year, I think Stidham will get up some snaps. Um, you know, that, that the coaching staff is definitely behind him. You know, mm-hmm. like the, he was there last year. He knows the system. Cam still needs to learn the system. Uh, I, really, I really don't think Cam will start all 16 games. I think Stidham will definitely get some, some starting 
some starting snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. But honestly, I think this year, I, this listen, I don't think this is like a five-year, ten-year relationship with Cam and the Patriots. I think Cam is using this as a prove-it year to get offers next year, get another contract, have a steady – have a steady team, have a steady franchise that he could be the starter on. Because a lot of people think he still has talent to be, you know, a playoff contending quarterback. Like, he's still on that level. I personally don't see that. But he could he could have that happen this year with the Patriots. The Patriots don't have enough talent on the roster to make the playoffs. They lost too many guys. They let, they let go of too many key players. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think so. I don't think Bel- – as great of a coach Belichick is, he's probably the GOAT on coaching – but yeah. he can only take them so far. Their talent, they're the ones that play. They, do, they don't have very good talent right now. So if, the, if Cam could maybe have, like, you know, throw over 60% completion percentage, have, like, 20, 25 touchdowns, maybe, like, 10 picks, then he'll definitely have the market open for him next year, and he'll definitely be on a new team. But I think this is more about Cam looking for his future home than him staying in New England and – in the short term. And I think that's an awesome way to segue into our next topic, future homes. Monty, uh, Monty, um, God, I'm blanking. What's, sorry. Monty, Monty Bates, Bates. Num- 2022 number one overall recruit has just committed today to Michigan State. Sammy, fill us in on that. What are you, what do you think about that? So personally, I, I, I love Emoni Bates. Emoni Bates reminds me of, of, a, of Kevin Durant. This guy is just like, he's just like a cold-blooded scorer he's great like he could do everything the offensive end I think he's going to be a stud in the NBA once he gets there unfortunately it's high school players aren't supposed to be coming out right now mm-hmm. for the NBA and he's the 22 he's a 2022 class so he's still got some time so um this decision came a little weird to me especially because he's not going anywhere next year and I don't really see him playing in at Michigan State and that's a good thing for us because we're Indiana fans. I'm happy with that. But um, I, I don't see him. I think, I think this G League movement with all these players going to the G League is saying something. I think, it, I think it's a movement for players to start getting money, um, you know, getting likeness to their name. A lot of states have already approved that. I just think that Imoni Bates is too good to be even spending one year in college. I think he's like on Zion's level. Like he's a, he's a top pick already. I think he's like the Trevor Moore. I, like th- this is this nah. is the thing. I think he's the. I think he is so good that I think he's on like the football side with Trevor Lawrence. I think if both those guys were eligible for the draft next year for their respective sports, I think they easily they're easily both top five picks. Completely disagree. That's- and let me let me tell you why I disagree. I okay. do not think basketball players should be going to the NBA straight out of high school. But they're yes. but they're already Kobe, ready. LeBron were both freaks, but they were also built to be, they were built, you know, look at, look, if you look at a guy like KD back then, he wasn't built that much. He, he was very scrawny. He wasn't as big as he is today and as big as he, you know, he was when he actually got to the league and was successful in the league. You know, basketball is a very, very physical game when you get to the National Basketball Association, when you get to the NBA. Now, you know, he, he's a little thin, and that kind of worries me a little bit, is that he doesn't have the build to potentially compete. You saw Trey Young and Luca; They weren't big guys back then in the day, but they took the year out of high school. They weren't big guys, but they took the year to develop in college and get bigger, oh. and, that, and so they were successful in the league. I do not believe – and you also have to remember, just because you go straight from the high, from, uh, the high school to the NBA – it's a world of different competition that you're facing. You are not facing, you know, the scrubs from 
you know, your school at practice every day, you're not facing the scrubs who might be at your rival school who aren't as good as you are. You are facing the best of the best in the world. And the and in in football, you go to you go to college and you develop, you you get better, you get bigger, you get stronger. I think you know you don't though. football, yes, it is different. I shouldn't be making that comparison. But I, and it's the same with baseball. You don't see the guys going from 19-year-old number one overall draft pick to the MLB. You you don't, and it's proven. You know, guys in high school, you know, and travel ball, you're only maybe facing high 90 pitching if, if you're a hitter per se. But when you get to the MLB, you're facing consistent high 90s. And in, in high school and club ball, you're maybe facing a 90s pitcher once a month. There's a big adjustment that you have to make, and it's the same with basketball. There's a physical adjustment instead of, you know, for baseball, it's how quick you can get your hands to the bat and how quick you can – your reaction time has to get quicker. But in basketball, it's how physical you have to be. You have to be a certain size to be able to compete. Muggsy Bogues was 5'3". Yes, I get that can be your comparison, but that was back in the 90s. This isn't the 90s. The guys aren't, you know, as thin as they used to be in the 90s. These guys are now big. They're, see built, they're muscular. And I could turn you around. Disagree, and- you, you could disagree with me all you want, but you don't see success, a lot of successful basketball players coming straight out of high school. LeBron was built. He was a freak. Zion, you could have made the, yes, he could have been successful, but that's because, did you see the guy? You know, he's one year older than me. And when I was Listen. 18 too, I didn't look like that. I don't know what his parents were feeding him. I did not look like that. I wish I looked like that. I wish well, I was that good. The guys that you mentioned before, the guys that you mentioned before, you know, Trey and Luca. Luca played pro ball in Europe yeah. for a couple of years. He led his team to a championship. In, he, in that's there, where he got his he development. So, but is Luca bigger than Zion and LeBron? No, yes. it doesn't. Zion, is, 100%. I'm 100% saying is Luca, but strength wise, like Luca's not stronger than LeBron and Zion. That's no. what I'm saying. Okay. So, so my, my point is, I think that's why basketball is so special because it's not the nineties. The game is evolu- it's, it's, it's a new, it's a new evolution of, of the way you play basketball. Nobody was, nobody's shooting threes now. Like, they, like now. you're not, shooting, you're not shooting, you're not shooting the amount of threes that Steph Curry's taken in the game in the nineties. You're getting benched if okay, you do that. Yep. It's different. It's a different game. You want to talk about physicality? That was the nineties, right? That was back then. Now everybody calls today's basketball soft, which I don't disagree with. There's a I lot of, there's a lot it, I agree with you. So it is stuff. So why wouldn't it be the perfect time for a guy out of high school like Imoni who doesn't, who might not have the biggest physical presence, but will eventually get there as he gets into his prime years of but his why 20s. rush? But why rush his development? It's the same thing about baseball. Why, why are you going to rush developing someone? There is absolutely no one word in doing that. One word for the NBA, at least it's money. A lot of these kids, yeah. they come from, they come from, they come from bad neighborhoods. They come from low-income homes, and they need the money right away. They need to get that check, like they yeah. need money. So there are guys that are as special as Zion Williamson and Kobe Bryant and LeBron and Kevin Garnett that could come out of high school and go right to the NBA and dominate. That like it it, ha- it, it happens. There are special guys, and I personally believe Emoni Bates is one of those guys. And I'm not saying that college isn't a good platform to get better because I, I can make the case that you, you can, you made the case that, you know, Zion would have probably would have been fired if he didn't, if he went straight from high school. Someone like Cam Reddish. Did help. I'm not saying it didn't. It definitely helped. Mm-hmm. It definitely helped. It gave it at first RJ Barrett member was the number one recruit before Zion, Zion was number two going into Duke and then Duke made him the number one pick. So I'm not saying college is a bad idea, but for guys that have like, 
immense talent and are already playing on the AAU scene, EYBL, playing at all these tournaments or high school tournaments, they're getting a lot of competition anyway. Basketball, you don't need as much training from the high school level to college, to NBA, as you do in football and baseball, because mm -hmm. those are more developmental and you need to be more mature to be in professional sports as you would be in the MLB and NFL. But that's all I got to say about that. It's a very good point. When you put it from that perspective, it's a very, very, very good point. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't know NBA history that well, so maybe you could, you could take this one a little bit. You know, can you name someone who's gone straight out of high school who's been unsuccessful back, you know, seven, eight years ago? I can't off the top of my head. I just don't know basketball oh. that well. And I didn't really prepare for that um, question as well. Sebastian Telfair, does that name sound right? Does that, does that name? Uh, no, but just, just continue with it. Okay, well, Sebastian Telfair, I mean, he was a high school phenomenon. I remember, like, I'm not, like, me and Evan are only 19 years old. Like, I did this, like, I read a book about Sebastian Telfair for summer reading. Like, that's how, that's how young I was when I knew about him. But um, he, he was a great talent in high school. And then he had an okay NBA career. He didn't prosper into anything. I don't know the history of all high school basketball players going straight to the NBA, but I could name a good, I can name over five that had insane hype in high school that turned out to live up to the hype. And I think Emoni Bates is on that level personally. And you know, only time is going to tell with that it's 2020. He's not even supposed to go to college until 2022. Right. So there's a lot of time in between and who knows in those two years, he can bulk up and he can get to that frame where, you know, I think he needs to be at to be successful in the NBA. Real quick. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to bring this up because since we're talking about high school basketball and all this, this is completely off topic, but um, what do you think about Mikey Williams uh, talking about going to an, um, you know, not wanting to play at a major university, you know, wanting, wanting to go to one of these schools to, you know, raise up the funds and get their attention. Um, you know, I think it's a really good idea. I think I don't really know a lot about, you know, this story. So I can't really speak about him specifically, but my opinions on going to a lower school and trying to raise them, it's a good idea, but it's very, very, very hard to do because you're starting, you, you could potentially be going to a school that can't get a lot of money. And since the athletes can't fully yet prosper off their own name, it's going to be a little difficult to really raise those funds. Right. Um, honestly, I'm not prepared enough to really fully answer this question. Right. But, you know, that's just my honest opinion on. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just curious because, like, we're like, you know, I, I mean, like, listen, basketball is my favorite sport. Yeah. And I was wondering if, you know, you had any opinions on, you know, Mikey Williams and because he's, he's as good as Emoni Bates. Like, these two, these are the two best. These, these guys are going to be the NBA in 10 years and be making all star teams. But, uh, yeah, that was a great topic. Um, so, quick break in the show. Make sure you guys follow all our social media platforms. I'm plugging that again. I don't really care. This is our show. We get to do whatever we want. Yep. So go, that, mom. <laughs> go look on our social media platforms. Just giving you guys a little plug. And we're going to go on for our third and final topic of the day. So keep it with basketball. Um, Avery Bradley, as you guys probably already know at this point, opted out of Orlando has some other issues he's dealing with. Um, can, I, can I quickly cut you off? And ESPN just buzzed on my phone. Arizona pauses plan for athletes to return to campus amid COVID-19. We'll talk about uh, NBA quickly, but I, that's college. That, that's, you know, we're college students. Fourth and 20 Media is run by college students. It's all college students. So what does that mean to you that this is, and this is breaking news as, you know, we're recording this, that Arizona isn't going back. What do, you, what do you think that means just for colleges in general? Or and maybe it's because Arizona's worse than, you know, 
Indiana per se, but what do you what do you think of that before we get into that? Kind of scares me because um Florida is high Florida's Florida's spiking like crazy. Um but you know it it makes me kind of like nervous for us personally mm-hmm. and every other college student that I know wants to go back to school because I like I I really want to go back to school, yeah. you know. Like I miss I miss being there. Uh, you know, Florida's really different from Indiana. I'm, I know, I know Evan misses it. Um, but yeah, th- that, that, that's not a good sign right now. Um, you know, the cases spiking up is really bad in general. I'm scared that for my friends that go to school in Florida, literally almost everybody, that they might not be able to go back because the cases are pretty much as bad. But yeah, it's not a good situation right now. We just got to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Remember, everyone, we'll, we'll quickly plug this before we get into to, uh, the NBA. Wear masks. Please wear masks. I can't stress it enough. If you're with someone who has COVID and you're not wearing a mask, you're 100% probably going to get it. If they are wearing a mask, there's only about a 5% chance. And if you're both wearing a mask, there's a 1.5% chance that you're actually going to get COVID-19. I know we're not about, you know, this isn't, we're, we're, we try to keep it light. We try to keep it fun. Please, for everyone, for the sake of safety, to get us back to school, to get 4th and 20 back to school, exactly. where we really prosper. Please, 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 everybody wear a mask. I can't stress it enough. When we're, when we're, wear a mask. Back, when we're back at school, everybody's happy. And once we're back at, at school personally, 4th and 20 is just going to expand. We're just mm-hmm. going to make it bigger and better for you guys. And let's just hope that we all are safe and, you know, get back to school and being where we love. Um, but Evan, you ready to move on to some NBA for the final time? Let's topic? do it. What do you got? Brooklyn Nets news, I believe, is so, the biggest thing right now. So, yeah, this actually was just tweeted this about like 30 minutes ago. Um, Brooklyn Nets center DeAndre Jordan opts out of playing in Orlando for the Brooklyn Nets. They're like the A seed, I believe, right? Uh, there's somewhere around there. I believe there's seven or eight. I think there's seven because right. I think it's them, Orlando, and then Washington. Right. So with this news with DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie has also tested positive for coronavirus, and he's strongly considering sitting out. So DeAndre Jordan's already out of Orlando. Dinwiddie, who's pretty much one of their main players right now, is deciding maybe not. He's 50-50, I guess. And then you so, also have to look. Kyrie and KD both can play. So who right. the hell do the Nets still have? Right. I don't, and, I don't, honestly don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> Those are I, they, they, really, they really don't have anybody. I, honestly, they're just waiting for KD and Kyrie to be fully healthy together. So yeah. they, their, their window is next year. I they think you have to, I think you have to let them just, you know, let them rest, get everybody ready for the next, for next year. Cause this season is just not their year. It's not, it's, 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 uh, it's nobody's year if we're being realistic. It's nobody's year, but if we're talking basketball-wise, it's, it's the two teams in L.A. and Milwaukee, pretty much. I think, I think Utah could have a shot. They just lost, they lost uh, what's the name? Uh, Bogdanovich, though. He, has, uh, he got surgery. Right. Um, if, if, if they could click with their chemistry, because I know Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were not doing well after Gobert gave Donovan Mitchell pretty much coronavirus, <laughs> that's not very good. I, wouldn't I, don't, I don't mean to laugh at that, but that's a little bit like that's – like, that's like ironic that – Oh, I'm gonna touch everything. I don't have it. I'm gonna to touch my microphone, the table, the chair, and then Donovan Mitchell sits down. And right. Yeah, that's just ironic. Like you kind of. I don't hate to say anyone deserves to get it, but like, and you know, I'm gonna stop myself there because nobody ever deserves to get COVID-19. I hope no one gets it. But like, if you're doing that stupid stuff, something bad's gonna happen. That's my exactly. point. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be, I, I agree with you. It's going to be the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Bucks. I think 
possibly the Celtics have a shot. Maybe can't count out Toronto, depending on who's sitting and who's playing again. That It's all going to depend on who, op, who opted out. Right. So also, because I don't even feel like talking about the Brooklyn Nets anymore. They're, they're, they're a garbage can. So mm-hmm. let's talk about a team that actually matters real quick with our last topic. Uh, J.R. Smith has signed with the Lakers today, I believe, or yesterday. and yeah. Reported they, late last night. Yeah, reported late last night. And this is because Avery Bradley has opted out to play in Orlando. So my question to you, Evan, is, you know, what is what does J.R. Smith do for the Lakers that places that would be okay for Avery Bradley to not be in the lineup? If you can't tell, I was just making the LeBron faces from when they were in Cleveland together. The Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic because we know already that JR and LeBron do have a lot of good chemistry together. They won it all in 2016 in Cleveland together. Avery Bradley, yes, he's one of the corner pieces of that Lakers team as a starter. But I think JR can really come in as long as he can prove he's physically fit, he's in shape because he hasn't been playing the whole year. So, again, it, it's all just depending on health. Everyone's been off a while. So it's just going to – we just kind of have to take it day by day and see how they're going to go. Remember, they have about eight or nine games, I believe, of, like, playing round robins to kind of get the chemistry back before the playoffs actually start. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they're going to work together. I think they're going to work out just fine. They still have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Lakers losing Avery Badley and getting J.R. Smith. So right. what about you? So um, I believe that, like – Listen, J.R. Smith, so he's – listen, he could – he to me, he reminds me of, like, Deion Waiters. He's a guy that could get super streaky hot, get you 20 points in, like, a quarter, and then go off to the bench and shoot – he'll shoot 0 for 7 maybe, like, next game. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's just a streaky player. Um, I don't think he should be starting. I think – I think there's a different – there's a couple combos you could put. I, I think you should put Caruso to start there instead – of JR and I definitely wouldn't want Rondo in the lineup. Rondo's a I think Rondo needs to move to the to the staff because he is not he's not what he used to be at all. I love Rondo as a player, but he cannot be starting. So I think if the Lakers end up starting Caruso or JR, they could be okay. Um I don't think it helps their their defense at all against the Clippers when when they have to face them. Um you know I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge LeBron supporter. Um I hope they win it all. We'll see what happens. I just think the Clippers might be too over overpowered at this point especially if they're healthy but um yeah yeah I, I don't think this is this is too terrible for the Lakers I think they could I don't think it would I don't think everybody's difference of them winning and losing the title yeah I you know and again it's just going to come to see you know how how they fare how everything works who's healthy when they come back when the NBA returns who's not healthy so there's a lot of question marks and you know we'll get those answered in the coming weeks right and the final thing quickly before we do go Baseball is back this week. Spring training. It's actually called now summer camp, I guess. Yeah, it's called summer uh, camp. Thoughts on the name change really quick before we go? Uh, I think it's really corny, and I don't <laughs> like it at all. That's all I have to say about it. I mean, spring training is a corny name, too. But Yeah, but like – It's Major League Baseball. Okay, okay. So, so, so they go from spring training to just changing the season, summer, and then, oh, so, yeah, summer camps because summer training doesn't sound good. Let's call it summer camp. I'm sorry. That's that's summer 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 camp is used for a very different. I'm gonna be these. They're they're making some they're making some very questionable decisions lately. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's uh, all we have, right? Yeah. So just remember, everyone, if you're at home, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, subscribe to our channel. All of our links are down 
below in the um, bar underneath us. It yep. has our Insta and Twitter. Sammy, I'll let you do um, the honors. Yeah, so real quick, we have this podcast should be going out tomorrow in a couple of days. And then the next podcast, we're going to try our best to do Saturday, get you guys episode three. You know, maybe we get more updates from the NFL, some more baseball content. Um, you know, we have, you know, things, keep, things are going to keep moving. You know, we're getting into July. We're getting into the start of NBA season again. We want to talk about gambling. We're going to get some special guests on. Honestly, episode three might even have a special guest. So uh, we'll make sure. We to don't keep- even know as we're doing this. We're going to find out, but yeah, it's we, going to be we, a good one. Yeah, we're going to give you guys a great episode three. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, from myself and Evan, thank you for tuning in to the 4th and 20 show. We'll see you guys next time. I can put a ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. Ooh.